When you have errands to run, do you like to run all over town or do you try and make as few stops as possible? It's nice when you can get everything in one place, isn't it? The same is true for retirement planning. You shouldn't have to go one place for tax planning, another for estate planning, and another for retirement income planning. That's why Pinnacle Retirement Advisors was started. Gary and Don Crawford wanted to build a company that could help families with all aspects of their retirement planning. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. They're more than just convenient, they're knowledgeable and experienced. To set up a meeting with Gary and Don Crawford and the Pinnacle Retirement Advisors team to talk about your retirement, call 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. One stop for a wealth of retirement solutions. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services, but does not provide tax or legal advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. there you're listening to retirement with pinnacle i have a couple of retirement advisors in studio with me gary and don crawford from pinnacle retirement advisors and uh, we're going to talk about some financial stuff coming up but first off welcome back how are things at the office they're good definitely good I gotta say you know we were just talking this week and i feel like we're blessed i mean health wise and our team that we have and it's just like a, a big family so it's pretty great definitely mm, it is yeah. So, hey, some new stuff going on, though, we're excited about. So we do hold our annual golf tournament for the Nancy Renhart Endowment for Dementia Education. But we've taken a new step with this whole endowment. And um, we actually are working with Hospice of Marion County. And we are working towards this year is creating the Nancy Renhart Center for Dementia Education. Um, so that's going to be awesome. It's actually going to be a center at Hospice of Marion County. And it's going to be strictly used for dementia education for families, caregivers, physicians, first responders, police officers, and that sort of thing. So that is really exciting and really cool. And I know we're working on making Ocala a dementia-friendly city. So there's a lot that goes into play with this. So um, we're kind of back in a lot of this, and we're very involved with it. And Nancy Renhart was actually a client of mine, and John, her husband, still currently is so this does mean quite a bit to us as a firm and our team. Yeah. And at hospice, they do have that virtual simulation of what it's like to have dementia and Alzheimer's. Yeah, that's eye-opening for and sure. And it's a great outlook for caregivers and again, physicians and the like, of course. And it's interesting. So if you've never done that and you are dealing with someone with dementia or Alzheimer's, I really encourage you to try that out. But also we've got our last workshop of May coming up, and that's on May 26th, and that's at Ipanema Brazilian Steakhouse. If you are interested in attending one of our workshops, getting to know us a little better, and possibly learning some new things that maybe you've never thought about before. Yeah, there's a lot going on right now, that's for sure. All right, check out the website, retirementwithpinnacle.com has more details. And I hate to follow your inspiring setup there with uh, some depressing news here. But I was going to ask you all about in the aftermath of the great resignation, you know, around pandemic time, we had millions of people quitting their job. And now we're finding out that a big chunk of these people are having to go back to work. They experience retirement regret. They experience resignation regret. And most of these people that are going back to work didn't think or a lot of these people who are going back to work didn't think they were going to have to. Yeah, I think I recently read that around 3 million people retired earlier than they expected during the pandemic, and this was voluntarily or involuntarily. 
And now with savings running thin, with COVID subsiding, and then of course we got all that talk about plentiful jobs and rising wages. And um, like you said, some retirees have been tempted to go back into the workforce. Even this week. Yeah, we just had someone in the client, just uh, a client in just yesterday. And he says all of his friends uh, seem to have gotten jobs like at Lowe's, Lowe's or Home Depot Home or something Depot, like that. And he's thinking, yeah. hey, maybe I need to go back to work part time. That got eaten up real quick by his wife. Yeah, he says, no, he's got too much to do at home. But if you're considering quote unquote unretirement, you might want to consider a couple of things. Uh, you probably won't be able to return to the same level job you left. And if you get hired at all, you will most likely get paid less. And if you're thinking of possibly trying to go back to your previous employer, chances are they found someone to do the same work you did for a smaller salary. And I'm just going to throw that out there that they're probably not doing as good of a job as you did, but they're doing it for less. No, you're right about that. In the last two years, if you go out anywhere, it doesn't matter to a restaurant, you go to a store, customer service on a phone. It just seems like nobody's connected. The quality of service has really just gone downhill. Well, we're so used to messing with our phones all day and they don't have personality. So it kind of saps us, I believe, after a while. Oh, yeah. You walk yeah, up sure. to a register and you, you know, or you want to go order something. I think what one of the girls in our office, she says she went to a, a firehouse subs the other day and she walked in and there was someone at the register. Didn't say hi, hello, not leave. No acknowledgement. <laughs> like, kind of grunted at the kiosk. Or she something. didn't even, you know, and this girl was like, hey, are, are you able to help me? And she's like, yep. <laughs> Uh, it, 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 that's not good. Quality um, service there. So yeah, I mean, the whole people retiring uh, during COVID, we saw that quite a bit. Uh, and a lot of people were able to work remotely. And then they just figured, you know what, they're going to go ahead and, you know, give me this payout to go ahead and retire. Yeah. But the, some people who are thinking of going back to work, if they've collected social security benefits, and depending on their age, then that decision could get a little complicated. So uh, clawback for sure. Yeah. So if they started collecting early before full retirement age, of course, there's going to be penalties involved or you can only make so much. So is it really worth to go back to work at that point? Uh, So there's a lot of factors to consider. And, and for that reason, we are offering you to come in for a discovering meeting, Uh, sit down, chat with us, you know, give us a call 352-320-2060 or go to our website, retirementwithpinnacle.com. For the guys that you mentioned uh, that are going back to work in your area, friends of friends and whatnot, are mm-hmm. some of these because they want to, or is this mostly because they have to? Um, I think there's a mix there. Yeah. I think some people just kind of want to, they get bored, especially if they're real busy bodies. But Plus, Lowe's have- is kind of fun. Wouldn't that be like if you're a do-it-yourselfer, kind of wannabe yeah. carpenter type guy? But that's what our client was, you mm-hmm. know, basically. So he's thinking, oh, that might be fun. But for those people, and I mean, you look at what the Fed has just decided to raise uh, interest rates now again, um, what, 50 basis points? Correct. And inflation's still running high, but again, savings are running thin at this point. And so, so yeah, some people are looking at that and it's looking at their own investments and their own savings. And they're saying, hey, you know, uh, maybe it would be smart for me to go back to work. Yeah. When they see some of their investments going down, some of the stuff that's, you know, tied to the market, I think people start to look at it and go, hey, you know what? Maybe I need to supplement that income a little bit right now. Right. Because most of these retirees and the people that have just retired, they had that long stretch of a great market. 
Oh, yeah. So they're not used to this. And this is scary for them. Sure. Yeah, well, I'm keeping a big eye on the interest rates being raised because last time they tried this, the market went down pretty hard. What was that like around Christmas of 2018? I think it was. Mm -hmm. So that was the last time they tried this. And so, you know, is my IRA going to get kicked in the teeth again as they keep raising rates this time around? Uh, it's definitely creating some volatility in the market. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on, geopolitical events. Those have become a little less talked about. But I mean, just look domestically where we're at. I mean, there's a lot going on. Uh, the interest rate hikes are, are definitely, they're trying to tighten that money supply. But here in Florida, it's weird because like we look at the housing market right now mm -hmm. and we look at everything going on and it's mirroring 2006, seven, right before 2008. But the demand is here this time, and it wasn't here before. Exactly, and that's from people coming. Yeah, here everybody to wants the to come state of Florida to the state of Florida right now. I don't know if it's our great governor or what's going on there, but uh, everybody wants to come to Florida. So the demand's there. So it's kind of obscure as far as really what's going to happen and how you can really gauge some of this. But some things to look at is if you're using more like fixed income portfolios, and I know if people are accumulating assets, they're more into equities and that sort of thing. But if you're retired or you've kind of got that 60-40 split or 40-60 split because you're nearing retirement or you're already in it and you have a lot in bonds right now, fixed income, keep in mind that these interest rate hikes are going to have some inverse correlation to that. So they're going to do the opposite. So as interest rates go up, bond prices usually move in the opposite direction. So we need to take a good look at how you're invested in your portfolio right now now, there are some very strategic bond portfolios through some strategic money managers, which they try to create what we call alpha, which is create gain, beat the market. And they're using a blend. So they're using blends like corporate bonds, some government bonds, and then some of the strategic strategies and timing and that sort of thing. So overall, depending on your age, depending on how much you have in there, how long you've had them, you may want to stick it out because if you have a strategic blend uh, that will kind of offset some of this interest rate hikes and that sort of thing. But if you're concerned, you don't know where you're at in your portfolio, now, if not any time at all, is the time you really need to get it checked out. We can do a uh, volatility check on your portfolio, let you see where you're at, how it would perform if things continued, if the market changes, at least you'll know where you're at with your monies. And we had somebody come in just this week off a of Google review. He was online looking at retirement advisors and researched us quite a bit, actually. And him and his wife came in and scheduled an appointment, and we're going to start working with them now. So in the same thing, they were concerned on where they were at going into retirement, and they just wanted to see if we could uh, help them out and definitely going to be able to. So if you're listening today, give us a call, 352-320-2060, or go to retirementwithpinnacle.com for your free analysis on your portfolio. All right, let me ask uh, just one more sort of zoomed out question here. We've talked about the rising interest rates. We talked about high inflation. We've talked about volatility. Let me go and throw in another monkey wrench and that's tax increases. How do I go and make a plan that takes all of these things into consideration? Okay, well, as we, we all know, all those factors have the potential to really eat up our retirement savings, which in turn increases the risk of outliving assets. Sure. So for those of you that are nearing or just beginning retirement, this is an unusually challenging time. And we understand that it's hard to feel confident in the size of your nest egg when inflation is reaching levels not seen in a generation and when the market is making unpredictable moves. 
And I believe that all of this uncertainty makes people feel that they have to respond by doing something. And this is when it's imperative to not make emotional decisions. It's easy to do. And some of you, like I said, feel compelled to react to this volatile market, but you don't always have to do something. We don't want to do nothing either and right. just sit there and, and not look and, and again, measure where you're at. Because if you're invested the same way you were three years ago or two years ago or even whatever, you it, yeah, you need now. to definitely look at how you can safeguard some of that money. But yeah, you don't want to make any drastic moves because we talk about it all the time and money's emotional, right? It is. I mean, that's probably one of the most emotional things. I mean, think about it. Think when you were younger, you were newly married. What was the one thing that people usually had arguments about? It was money. money. <laughs> for the kids, right? <laughs> it was usually money. Money causes stress in relationships. Money causes great confidence in a, in a relationship as well. But when you're retired or nearing retirement and money becomes to an issue again, that's maybe an unnecessary stress that you have to have if you can really just kind of button down, see where you're at and see, you know, how you're going to be affected, what you need to do to change. Well, of course. So if you do have a sound financial plan and you are following it, then you may very well be standing on solid financial ground. Uh, But if you feel like you don't have that strategic plan, I do urge you to give us a call. And for nearly 20 years, we've been doing that. We've been walking our clients through a thought out process to help them come to the right decision for inflation, market volatility, and making sure their money lasts. Reimagine your retirement. If you are already retired or will retire in the next five years, we want you to pick up the phone and give us a call right now, 352-320-2060, or go to retirementwithpinnacle.com. All right, that's Don Crawford along with Gary Crawford. We'll be right back with more Retirement with Pinnacle. Of all the questions you get asked every day, this is one you should not ignore. How much money in your 401k or IRA is actually yours? Not what its current value is, but how much of it will end up in your pockets, not the government's. Remember, you still might owe taxes on that money. Make sure you are not overpaying. Keep every dollar you are entitled to. Look, I know it's confusing, it's complicated, and it definitely is not fun. That's why at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, we offer strategies to help make sure you're not paying more in taxes than your fair share. It's your money. You deserve to know what's at stake. Call our team at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors today to get started. 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. Do not do the IRS any favors. 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. Hey there, you're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. We just like to stop down for about an hour every weekend and help you get better with your money. And to help you with that, we've got Gary and Don Crawford. They're the founders of Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. And today we're going to talk a little bit about technology and how it is sort of swerving into their lane of financial advice. And look, this is happening across all industries. Technology has been a big factor in changing the way we do things. You know, we pay our bills online. We have our our smartphones that we can tap against the thing at the drugstore and it'll pay for it. Or, you know, we've seen this all coming through the pipe over the years. 
But is it going to be different? Is it still going to be a good idea, the convenience, when it comes to retirement advice? I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. You probably recognize HAL 9000 <laughs> from 2001 Space Odyssey. Do I want my advisor saying that to me? I'm sorry, Gary, but I can't do that. Now, jokes aside, robo-advisors popping up more. Uh, can you, first off, explain what a robo-advisor is? Something you shouldn't do. No, I'm playing with you. Uh, there's a place for them, for sure. So really quick, just the technical version or explanation. Robo-advisors are digital platforms, so we understand that. They provide automated algorithms. So they do investment services with little to no human services. So you may have one through one of the platforms. I'm not going to use names. And you can talk to an advisor up front for a fee, but everything for the most part is just done with the programs. And I believe the first platform came out in 2008 and it took a few years for them to tweak some things on it. And it really didn't get funded till around 2010. So it was almost two years. And that was right when we had the great recession. So I think they were trying to use these to smooth out the market a little bit when people were investing with some of the highs and lows. Mm -hmm. And most of these services are very passive. They have a passive investment philosophy. So they're invested mostly in like target date funds, like a 401k might or indexes so that there's not a lot of, you know, moving around in technical and trading and that sort of thing. So it's very passive. And that's why they're a good option for younger investors with longer time horizons. So they're going to be affordable and that sort of thing. But again, I think for the younger investors that don't have a large amount to do up front, it's a great option. All right. So you're okay with allowing phone apps and algorithms to help plan our finances? I mean, it makes sense. We do it for just about everything else, whether it's a diet or exercise routine or how to get to some new place we've ever been through. So, you know, why shouldn't we consider robo advisors for retirement? Give me some of the good side. I know we're going to beat it up a little bit, but let's start off with the positives, Don. What are the good sides of robo okay. advisors? All right. So like Gary said, when they first launched, I mean, they completely disrupted the financial industry. And that's because they offered affordable, accessible investment management. So most of these current platforms only charge around 0.25% of your assets. And remember, that's with no human service or just very minimal. But they've made it so easy for people because you no longer have to choose between learning to invest your own money or hiring a financial advisor. So this has become a third option. And we see this very popular, like Gary said, with younger individuals or the techie people because they tend to like the online platforms. And of course, this younger generation that we see, they were born with a desire to do everything online. And I think we've become a little bit that way as well, but this is very ideal for them. But the fact that robo-advisors also have that low minimum balance, it makes them very attractive to someone who is just starting to save for retirement. So when you invest with a robo-advisor, you also don't have to worry about a broker focusing on accounts that may be larger than yours. So in other words, you no longer need to have $5 million to get the attention of a market advisor. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. But, you know, you mentioned something about the techie people like the platforms and even, you know, we have some platforms as well. But I really, I like talking to, to be a person. Able to talk sure, to I really do. Myself. Well, these were the pros that I just went over. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> right, right. Yes, but just generally speaking, it's good for the people starting out. But let's look at the other side then. Go ahead and beat it up a little bit if you want to jump into the, you know, we did the pros. Let's do the cons. Gary, what are some of the negatives 
to using a robo-advisor? All right, I'll start it out. What the problem is, <laughs> they're not designed for complex issues. So when you start thinking about getting close to retirement, your mindset changes a little bit because you're focused on income planning and maybe estate planning, and these things start to come into play, and they're really not designed for that. Now, they're probably going to integrate some different things to, to get a little closer, but I really find that most people, especially individuals nearing the retirement or in retirement, prefer that one-on-one -on -one or that face-to-face -face mm -hmm. advice from a human being, you know? And many of the management portfolio options that we use even have some automation to them for rebalancing and that sort of thing, but not all of them. But really what it does is it kind of helps keep your accounts in line with your level of risk as values change in your portfolio. So it'll kind of rebalance automatically. But I think the biggest thing people want is someone that will just listen to them, right? I mean, we all want to be heard. And someone they can feel comfortable with meeting in person and being an advisor, in my opinion, and I know Don feels the same way and our clients know it as well. It's a relationship business. And that is really what it is. And with a robo advisor, there's no relationship. No, because really when you're calling in and talking to a financial advisor, you can be talking to someone else each time that you call in. Oh, right. If they say you want to schedule a meeting or yes, whatever, yes. yeah, you'll get a different person every time. So they really don't know you. They no. just look at what your you know, investment objective is, and that's pretty much it. And you could get a different opinion from each advisor. Yeah. I know a while back, we had a single woman come in who was retired, and she had inherited some money from her father. And it was with one of the robo-advisor platforms. And we had talked to her because her biggest concern wasn't how much money she was going to earn. It was really what it income. was income, right? Yeah, because all she had was a very low social security benefit each month. That's right, because she was self-employed. And, you know, using a robo-advisor, it's hard to really create an income strategy and an income plan to really look at. Uh, so she did like that, but I know she talked to her brother-in-law and her brother-in-law's, no, stay with the robo-advisor. It's the cheapest way to go. And I was like, wow, you know, none of her needs got met. No. And she's just pulling money from those accounts for income. Yeah. Oh, see, I have a problem with one line in there. It's the cheapest way to go. Is it? Right. I mean, exactly. it sounds like it could cost you a lot more money than you're saving in fees if you make a couple of wrong decisions. So I, you think that would be natural to people, but... Um, Sometimes you got to point that out before they see it. Mm -hmm. We're talking with Gary and Don Crawford. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors uh, is what they do during the week. And then we stop by on the weekends and help you out with some of the knowledge that they pick up. We put it down on the show. If you got a question for them, 352-320-2060. The website is retirementwithpinnacle.com. And look, we're just beating up on robo-advisors a little bit today. But I understand why you would want to get some help because it seems impossible for any human being to fully understand everything that's going on in the market. So why not let a robo-advisor with an algorithm at least help you determine some of your asset allocations, and then maybe you can lean on a human being for the other more complex stuff? Well, as I just mentioned, James, robo-advisors, of course, are becoming more and more popular. But where people are failing is that they see their robo-advisors as their financial advisor without fully understanding the difference between a computer and a human professional. So your risk tolerance can be factored into a robo-advisor's actions, but there's a possibility that it may not be precise. And you need to realize that methods vary by each company. So in most cases, like you said, it's a cheap alternative to having an advisor. 
And many people aren't aware that robo-advisors, and I think Gary had just mentioned, they can't help you diversify your portfolios. They only offer a small set of assets. And again, the system can calculate your risk tolerance, but its recommendations are coming from preset options. So what you're getting is a templated portfolio. And what you're not getting is one that is designed specifically for you, your individual needs, your concerns, your goals. So in addition to all the other cons to this, you're losing out on customization. Yeah. But if you're really only looking for investment management, a robo-advisor is typically the most cost-effective option. But if you also need full-service, holistic financial planning, you might consider a human. Well, something you mentioned a minute ago was that they manage or they design your portfolio based on risk. And that is one part and one reason or one thing to look at when designing a portfolio is risk. But that's not the only thing, you know? So that's where they're kind of failing, in my opinion. Well, I also start to think about these movies like the the Matrix or iRobot or whatever, where these artificial intelligence or machines start taking over and humans lose control. There's something, an analog to that when we're talking about robo-advisors? Well, I mean, obviously control makes us all feel good, at least to some level, right? I mean, we all want to feel like we're in control. And, you know, retirement, I think, is the most crucial time to have a plan. And by having a plan, it puts you in control. So think of that. So we want to be in control, but a lot of us don't have a plan. If we're using a robo-advisor, we just have a portfolio. Yeah. But when you actually create and build a plan and create some of these strategies that we discuss every week on our show, it really puts you in control. And there's so many things that we don't have control over, isn't there? I mean, think about it. Definitely. There's so many things. So what we really need to do is, well, let's take a second and focus on what we can control. So what are some things we can control? We can control our risk exposure, right? Mm -hmm. By where we put our money and how we invest. And we can't control the fate of social security. Sorry, guys. So we also want to look at building lifetime income streams. You know, what are some things for sustainable income we can count on? Tax planning will be crucial as well. And you do have actually some control there. I know a lot of people are like, well, we have no control over what the government's going to do with our taxes, but we do have some control on how we you know, invest some of our monies, how we take distributions, when we take distributions, how we leave our legacy to our kids and how we do that. There are some efficient strategies. So we do actually have some control on the tax side as well. But also, how do you take care of your body? Mm -hmm. You know, if you're healthy through retirement, that's going to help. And I understand chronic health conditions come up and that sort of thing. We don't have control over that. But for the most part, if if we eat right and take care of ourselves and exercise, less things are going to go wrong, correct? So, but we all face unique challenges, right? Over time in our lifetimes as well. So how do we take an inheritance? This is something, believe it or not, that I see a lot of mistakes in very often is how people take an inheritance and how they invest it. Do they change how they're invested to meet their needs or do they leave it how mom and dad had it because that's always how it was? And that's what a lot of people do. And it can cost them a lot of money in capital gains. It can also, not right up front, but down the road. And it can also tie things up to where it's not as accessible without taxation. So that is a mistake we see quite a bit. And divorce is another one. And these things happen. It's not just when you're younger. I mean, we see clients who are retired who are getting divorced. And this is devastating. You know, it's uh, mentally, financially, and then aging itself also kind of plays a role into this. So what we control, what we can't control, 
But the point I'm really trying to make is you need a real life person to guide you through these areas because the machine's not going to do it. There's no algorithm out there that's going to address all these items, you know, right? at least not one that I know of. Well, and then with robo advisors as well, some people don't realize that there is the possibility of not having any risk in their portfolio. Correct. Yes. And that's something that the robo-advisors cannot offer. We're talking to Gary and Don Crawford about robo-advisors. Coming up in the next segment, though, there's some studies that have been done, some surveys, and we're going to hear from people who have used robo-advisors and whether or not they like it. So stick around. If you got a question for the crew, 352-320-2060. The website is retirementwithpinnacle.com. We'll be right back with more Retirement with Pinnacle. For more information about Gary and Dawn and the team at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, visit retirementwithpinnacle.com to learn more. When you have errands to run, do you like to run all over town or do you try and make as few stops as possible? It's nice when you can get everything in one place, isn't it? The same is true for retirement planning. You shouldn't have to go one place for tax planning, another for estate planning, and another for retirement income planning. That's why Pinnacle Retirement Advisors was started. Gary and Don Crawford wanted to build a company that could help families with all aspects of their retirement planning. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. They're more than just convenient, they're knowledgeable and experienced. To set up a meeting with Gary and Don Crawford and the Pinnacle Retirement Advisors team to talk about your retirement, call 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. One stop for a wealth of retirement solutions. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services, but does not provide tax or legal advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. Hey there, you're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. I'm James Parker here with Gary and Don Crawford. They're the founders of Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. So when they talk about money and investments, it's a good idea you pay a little bit of attention here. You caught us right in the middle of talking about robo-advisors and sort of the battle between robo-advisors and human advisors. And look, we can talk theoretically about the concepts of what we're seeing here. But according to a recent survey, commissioned by NerdWallet, conducted by uh, the Harris Poll, we have actual real-world feedback on this. Over 2,000 Americans were part of this survey, and 1,213 of them have investment accounts. And so they were asked about how they manage their accounts and how they feel about using a human advisor or a robo-advisor. So, Don, tell us some of the key findings. We talked about it, the concepts, but in the real world, what did we learn from this survey? Well, robo-advisors are less popular than human counterparts, which I think, of course, makes most sense. But more than two out of five investors, which is about 44%, use a human financial advisor to manage their investment accounts, while less than one out of five investors, which is about 15%, say they use a robo-advisor to manage them. They also said about two-thirds of Americans don't fully understand the pros and cons of working with a robo-advisor as opposed to a human financial advisor. That's a large part of our population. And James, I find this really disturbing because at what point could you have significantly changed your outcome for retirement? I mean, these robo-advisors have not been put to the test yet. So if we had another 2008, 
would you feel comfortable on the outcome of your investments, especially if you are looking to retire within the next couple of years? Would you feel comfortable without doing your research first? That's a good point because really think about when Robo Advisors came out, 2008. Right, right after. I think they were the first recession. funded in 2010. Yep. And we've had this historical market. And I always tell people if you've been in it, you really, you know, capitalize on your retirement assets. But you're right. I mean, They're it really so has not been put the, to uh, the test. Yeah, it mm -hmm. hasn't been put to the test. So confidence is higher with human advisors, this study found. And around half of Americans, 51% who use human financial advisors, say they feel very confident about the growth of their investments compared to only about 34% who use a robo-advisor to manage their investment accounts. Well, it seems like y'all have a big advantage too, because there's not a robo-advisor that can come to a radio show on the weekends right? and, and be like the sounding board because you guys will be screaming from the tops of the hill when the market's about to crash, or, you know, just sound little advice pieces that, you know, for those who don't use robo-advisors, that seems to be one of the big sticking points is actually being able to talk to a human being and ask them these questions when you think the market's turning down, should I get out? So uh, talk about the importance of having a human there just to bounce questions off of, Gary. Yeah, I'm going to. Before I get into that, I, I'm going to go back to what you just said a minute ago is really having somebody, and I guess it goes to your question, to reach out to you. And, mm -hmm. and that's what we've been doing right now at our office is, is reaching out to all of our clients who are in the market and just saying, hey, listen, I know it's been you know, bumpy through December and this whole month's been bumpy and we're seeing the volatility, the inflation's here, the Fed's going to increase interest rates and they have a few more scheduled for the year. And we're educating them, prepping, um, them. prepping them for, listen, you know, we already know that your income plan's covered. We know you have your safe money. We've covered these different things. So how we're invested here, we're keeping an eye on it. We're rebalancing it. So I don't want you to stress out too much. But if people do have concerns, we have that conversation and maybe we move some things around. Okay. So I think that's really important as well because a robo advisor is not going to call yeah, you. They're not going to call you up um, and tell you, hey. <laughs> yeah. So that's a big thing. But, you know, going back to what I said before the break, being an advisor is really about relationships and clients, people want to be understood. And we have to develop a connection. And we know our clients' families and grandchildren and whoever it might be. And I think it's so important. And when we're in our meetings with our clients in our initial discovery evaluation meeting and we start creating plans to, and they get their retirement atlas and it's exciting for them at that time. But we always tell them, listen, when your kids are here on vacation, call the office, schedule a time, 10 minutes, just bring them in to say hi so they know who we are. Because I think it's so important because what we see as people age and maybe they're needing some assistance and one of the kids helps out. It's important for them to know us, you know, they feel comfortable with us and we understand your values and how we can really kind of go with the right decisions moving forward and helping you plan. Mm -hmm. All right. So Don, tell me what we should look for then when we're looking for that human financial advisor to work with. I think we had a similar question come up from the mailbag on a previous show. So I'm going to reiterate and possibly elaborate on some of the same things. So there are different stages of investing, but because this is a retirement radio show, I'm going to tell you what to look for when you're approaching or when you are in retirement. So it's quite possible that during your lifetime, you can have more than one advisor. I mean, some people have kept one advisor for 35 years and now they're in retirement. So one of the first questions would be, what areas of financial services does this advisor personally focus on? 
You want an advisor who specializes in the stage where you currently are. For instance, we are retirement advisors. So we help you prepare an exit strategy for when you're approaching retirement. And then we help guide you through your retirement years. Yeah, that's unique because even last night we had a workshop and you know, the owner of the restaurant, we've been doing in there for years and years and years. And, and he wanted to talk to me a little bit too. So that's he, definitely and he's true. Seen, he's also seen several advisors come in that place as right. well. But that's the thing is the exit strategy. How do I know if I can retire? Right. So you're right. And then also which professional licenses do they currently hold? And I believe this is so important, especially when you're nearing retirement or already in retirement. And we find that most of our clients prefer a mix of both securities and insurance products, which then allows for a very comprehensive investment strategy. Also, do they focus on accumulation or distribution strategies? I mean, I think we can all agree that we like to see our money grow as we are preparing for retirement. But when you're in retirement, you're asking your money to do something that it's never had to do before, and that's provide you with income. So it's important to find someone who can help you with accumulation because I think we've all heard about inflation, right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But also someone who can guide you in the most efficient way on how to start taking distributions from your investments. So another question or something to look for is, do they provide a written plan focused on retirement income? And we have some clients who said that after they would get together with their previous advisor, they would ask him, so how much money do we have? And he would literally write it down and give it to them on a post-it note. Oh, you I know, do remember this. A sticky this. note. Yeah. And if you're getting a sticky note or a piece of paper listing your investments, uh, you may want to consider going to another advisor. Um, but even after sitting down with an advisor and asking these certain questions, there are things that you need to ask yourself because did you feel comfortable with this person? Because if you aren't comfortable with them, then it's going to make it difficult to do this next question. Can I communicate with them? And being able to communicate with your advisor about what you like and what you don't like and what your goals are and what your concerns are, that's a must. And this is a question to ask yourself if you are a couple in search of an advisor. When meeting and talking with an advisor, did they look at and speak to both of you or did they only speak to just one of you? If that advisor is only focusing his or her attention on just one of you, then chances are someone's concerns and goals may not be met. If you're out there and, and you you have questions, maybe you're not comfortable with your advisor. Or they're not talking to you about the things we talk about every single week on the show. I want you to pick up the phone and call us today. 352 320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. Or you can go right to our website, name of the show, retirementwithpinnacle.com. Yeah, and the post-it note guy sounded like the opposite end of the spectrum from robo advisors. Like yeah, well, a little too analog for the yeah, current time. I believe so. Yeah, yeah that was a kind of a shocker there. All right. So what are the other things, uh, the other factors that go into planning for retirement, you know, other than just investments? Well, I mean, again, we talk about it every week. Retirement, really without income, there's no retirement. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Yep. I mean, how are you going to go play pickleball and golf and travel and, and do all have these lunch, different yeah. things? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Eat a lunch, dinner and breakfast, right? All of them. 
But sure, I mean, the first thing we really have to do is, again, look at a sustainable income plan. It has to be prepared. And going into a sustainable income plan, I know we talk about it all the time, you know, all those different things. And then we need to look at what not only is giving us our income, but what can affect our income during retirement. Because income is key. Retirement throws you curveballs and it can blow that out of the water. Mm -hmm. So extended health care, long-term care. Uh, if you lose a spouse and you lose some income, taxes, you know, choosing the right health care plan, that's important as well. And our office does cover all of these different things. Establishing a plan for taxes and tax strategies. And lastly, you know, creating a legacy plan. And, and that's so important. And there are different ways to transfer wealth as tax-free as possible or as efficiently as possible. So we look at those. And if leaving a legacy is not important to you, it's not at the top of your list. A lot of people say, you know what? We want to spend what we have. The kids have better jobs than we ever had. No big deal. At least make sure your beneficiaries are up to date. And one thing we always tell people is the banks fail every single day when you open a checking account, not tell you to put a beneficiary on it. It's called POD, payable on death. Make sure that you have those beneficiaries. And we review those every few years. It's important. So if you're approaching retirement, we need to help you create that exit strategy. I wrote an article in Kiplinger last year. You know, how do you create an exit strategy for retirement? What goes into it? So you can look that up by my name or go to our website and you can click on that and review that as well. But this includes when and how to elect social security benefits. Or if you're fortunate and you're getting a pension, well, how do you pick a survivor benefit? And how does that survivor benefit work and benefit for your family? and what your income will look like once you retire and so on. So there's quite a bit really, James, that goes into this planning. So don't approach it alone. Uh, a robo advisor is not going to help you with all these things. I mean, think of everything I just talked about. Right. That's a lot you of stuff. You can't get that from a robo advisor. Um, yeah. So there's a lot that goes into it. So for nearly 20 years, we've been doing just that, walking our prospective clients through a thought out process to help them come up with the right decision for them. Reimagine your retirement. If you're already retired or you're going to retire in the next five years, I want you to pick up the phone right now and give us a call. Our number is 352-320-2060 or go to retirementwithpinnacle.com. All right. That's Gary Crawford. You also hear Don Crawford in there. They are the founders of Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. Stick around. We're going to be right back with more Retirement with Pinnacle. To attend one of Gary and Don's seminars or to schedule a meeting with the team, visit their website, retirementwithpinnacle.com for more information or call 352-320-2060. Of all the questions you get asked every day, this is one you should not ignore. How much money in your 401k or IRA is actually yours? Not what its current value is, but how much of it will end up in your pockets, not the government's. Remember, you still might owe taxes on that money. Make sure you are not overpaying. Keep every dollar you are entitled to. Look, I know it's confusing, it's complicated, and it definitely is not fun. That's why at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, we offer strategies to help make sure you're not paying more in taxes than your fair share. It's your money. You deserve to know what's at stake. Call our team at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors today to get started. 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. Do not do the IRS any favors. 352-320-2060. 
Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. Hey there, you're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. I've got Gary and Don Crawford from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. We talk about money with you every weekend. And if you have a question for the show, or if you uh, want to contact them at the office, 352-320-2060, the website, retirementwithpinnacle.com. And, you know, of all the big decisions that you have to weigh into heading into retirement, one of the weird ones that blows my mind is planning an RV retirement. I bet y'all see this a lot. I don't understand it. I'm not anti-RV. I'm just, I will admit, I don't understand it, but people do this a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's a hot topic these days though. You know, we have many clients that enjoy adventures of RVing Mm -hmm. and we have quite a few, but they don't permanently live in them though. But I think it could be a lot of fun for a while. You know, here in Florida, we could get one and just park it at the beach at one of those RV lots right on the beach. And we have a place to go on the weekend. I don't know. You know, it could be fun. I think it's crazy, but there's an RV park that's not too far from my house and it's huge and it's packed. So I think I might be in the minority on this. There's Seems to be a lot of people that love the RV lifestyle. So let's roll through. Let's make our little T-chart here on the pros and cons of buying an RV or living in in an RV or taking an RV vacation. Just the whole RV lifestyle in general. Let's talk about some of the possible pros first. Let's, Let's be positive. Start this off on positive. Let's do that. Sounds good. All right. So is the RV... Is that cheaper than having a house? You know, the lots and campsites look like they're pretty relatively cheap, but I've never used one before. So is that one of the draws to it? I don't necessarily know if they're cheaper. I know if Dawn had an RV, it would not be a cheap RV. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't necessarily think they're cheaper. Yeah, I don't think that would keep us on a modest budget. Yeah, and if you're staying at like uh, KOA or one of these nicer campsites and you have a decent sized coach, I mean, it's not cheap you know, every night. And if you stay there for a month, because a lot of times people stay there for a month or longer, um, they probably have better rates, I assume, if you're doing a month long rate. But still, it's pretty expensive. But overall, positive. I mean, I don't think it's cheaper than a house to answer your question. It's got to be cheaper than like a hotel. Like if you went from town to town and stayed in a Holiday Inn, they actually have a building that surrounds you and air conditioning and a maid has to come clean it. So I just assume that was one of the draws to it. But one of the things I don't like about the RV is it's so small, but that could be a positive because if you have limited storage space, you're buying less stuff and probably spending less money on just accumulating things. Yeah, well, I don't know. My organizational skills may allow for more than just a little bit of stuff, I would think. But (laughs) hey, one of the pros to an RV, I mean, for all those germaphobes out there like me, it's your own germs. (laughs) That's right. Right? It is kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. too. You can take your dog with you and you don't have to worry about some of the hotels and, and that sort of thing. So it would be nice. You know, you have your own spot. Nobody slept in the bed. You don't have to worry about getting into... You know, you go to a hotel sometimes, even though they're nice nice and you pull down the sheets and you go, hmm, somebody's been sleeping in my bed. (laughs) And it's bad if they're still there, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's negative. Okay. Well, another positive about an RV is you can go where hotels aren't. If you know, you want to go to the middle of the desert or you want to go to a secluded beach, you can go pretty much anywhere and sort of the road less traveled is now open to you if you're staying in an RV. That seems kind of nice. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, that's true. So I ride motocross and I have friends and both of my buddies that ride motocross have RVs. 
So sometimes they'll go to the motocross track for the whole weekend and just stay the whole weekend, which is pretty cool, but I don't have one. So I've never done that. I actually stayed in my uh, cargo trailer with my son one time and it was cold outside and I woke up in the morning and I'm holding my son as tight as could be. <laughs> I was freezing. freezing? Yeah. We had a space heater, but it did not work in that tin walls, you know? So another positive I saw when I was looking this up is that if you are using the RV to travel around and visit family and friends, you're not going to be a burden on them. You know, they don't have to make up the guest room or you got to sleep in the kid's bed or make a mess in their bathroom. Any of that. So that seems kind of like a nice little convenience there. Yeah, that would be nice. That way... Yeah, because normally when I go to visit um, my son and daughter-in-law, I will clean the bathroom and wash my sheets and do all that. That way they don't have to do that. Oh, you're nicer than me. Let's go <laughs> into the uh, possible cons here on the RV lifestyle. For one thing, RVs are not cheap. And then if you have a Dawn in your life, she's going to want to get the really nice ones. So <laughs> it's really might not be such a money-saving deal after all. No. <laughs> yeah, I would need a lot of room, especially, you know, there's two of us, so I'd need it to be spacious. And whether we bought it used or new, I mean, if it's used, we are totally remodeling it. If it's new, then I'm going to probably want some upgrades in it. So we're looking at probably, what, a $350,000 RV? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, hey. Oh, See, I would be fine with a smaller one because that means we're closer oh, and we're away. I need a little bit of space. Yeah, she wants I, space I for me. Space. See, I think if I'm going to have to do this, I would have to get one of the expensive ones too because I don't want to be cramped up in, in right? like a little Airstream. I want to be yeah. in like that tour bus that Pearl Jam rolls around in. Exactly. And, and that's not cheap. Yeah. Also, if you do buy an RV, they depreciate in value pretty fast over time. Now, right now in like current markets, you know, the depreciation has not been as bad. Well, that's because look at the used the, car market. Yeah, too. look at the used car yeah. market. But on the norm, yes, they depreciate pretty quickly for sure. I think that in three years, you're upside down upside usually. Down. Uh, we have a friend who owns an RV dealership. And he said that if you're going to own one and you're going to own it for the long term, Upgrade every two to three years. So that can get really expensive. Mm -hmm. He says you'll stay positive in it. Otherwise, it's going to depreciate. All right. Let's talk about the repairs. One thing I don't like about the idea of an RV is it has all the problems of a car and all the problems of a house. And I don't like to fix cars or houses. Yeah. I mean, that's true, too, because... If you use it for a while and then you get cold weather and you're not using it, you have to pretty much winterize it. Mm -hmm. So you're draining the water out of any of the lines. There's a lot that goes into it, especially if it's sitting for a long period of time. The tires tend to dry, to rot. dry rot or they get deformed from sitting. Um, so you need to make sure it's being moved around a little bit uh, from time to time. Or if you're driving around and you break down, then that's your house and then... Well, you're in trouble. <laughs> well, at the same time, at least you're on the side of the road and you don't have to worry about going anywhere. You can just hang out and wait. But you have a uh, place to stay until the truck gets there. Yeah. Yeah. But I borrowed an RV. Well, not an RV. It was a, a travel trailer from a friend. And they were like, no, you should take it. And I didn't want to. And they're like, no, take it. So I took it and we did not use the bathroom. So the kids wanted to use the bathroom. And I'm like, no, we're not using the bathroom because there is no way that I'm going to try to figure out how to empty the pooper in it yeah that's not the glamorous side of an rv no so i was i did not want to figure that out because i know me if it's something i've never done before <laughs> 
it was going to get on me or something. Right. So mm-hmm. I made them go outside. We, we stayed at the beach anyway. So at a KOA, so they have showers, Use a and, bucket and, and a everything. Leaf. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I can handle all kinds of gross stuff, you know, like if livestock's being born, you know, I grew up on a farm, I'll go help out with that, but I hate scooping the cat box and I couldn't imagine changing the RV tanks. No. Yeah. I don't think I want to try it. Can you hire someone to do that? I don't know. What was that movie? Was it RV? Yeah, and it, who was in that movie? Um, no, I remember in Christmas Vacation when uh, oh yeah, National oh, yeah. <laughs> cousin Eddie shows up in the RV. Yeah, putting it down the sewer. Yeah, that Merry Christmas. Uh, also, RVs get horrible gas mileage. What is it like six miles a gallon, if that? And if yeah. gas prices are going to keep going up, that could be brutal. Yeah, and a lot of them are diesel too. So the maintenance on diesels are much more. I drive a diesel truck, and like my oil change is two hundred plus dollars. Is it really? I didn't know there was yeah. a big difference in that. I figured yeah, that's just oil, right? Well, there's a lot of filters. You have fuel filters and that sort of thing. So every like 15,000 miles, you got to replace the fuel filters plus the oil change. Uh, so it costs a lot more. So think about an RV. Mm-hmm. All right. What did I miss here on my list about the, the RV retirement idea? I don't know, really. I mean, I think the biggest thing is trying to decide if you're going to use one for recreational purposes, or is this going to be your home for a year or two? And I've had clients do it. Clients in the villages, they sold their house, they RV'd for two years, and then they bought another house. They kind of got it out of their system and and bought another house. So, you know, if it's a short-term thing, that's one thing, but uh, I don't know if I could do it like permanently. I think before you decide you're going to live in one, you need to test it out, you know, a little while, go on some week long, two week long trips, you know, to see, Hey, is this what I really want to do? Yeah. I'd be stuck of just... in an RV with the, uh, I love Gary, but I mean, that's a, that's still a small space. Yeah. Just, <laughs> you know, just off the cuff going and buying an RV and saying, okay, this is what we're going to do. And yeah. we've never done it before. Yeah, we'll that's, figure that's it probably out. Probably not the best. And then, idea. you know, you're a month into it and you're like, oh my gosh, what did we do? So Definitely. That's a good idea. Yeah. You know, try it out try first. Try it out first. Do y'all have any idea of what insurance is like for an RV? Because it'd be like kind of a home and auto policy crammed together. Mm-hmm. I've actually never really researched that one. I haven't either. I can't believe it would be cheap. Is it a pain to drive? Gary, you said you used one once. How was that? Well, actually, I have driven one. So that was, I borrowed a travel trailer. So it was pulled behind my truck. But my buddy Jamie has an RV and his old one was terrible. It was like one of those really big ones where you're pretty much like a bus. And that thing was all over the road. The steering wheel was all loose on it. And it was just like you were constantly battling driving it. But I know the newer ones are like the Class Cs, I think is what they are, where it's like a a Ford van with the the RV camper on it. Um, Those are a lot easier to drive. Well, I would think you would have to make sure that if it's a married couple, both of you need to be able to drive it. That's true. Yeah. If something happened to one of you and both people have to be able to drive that. And then you also have to think about if you're planning on living on something like that, what happens, you know, when you guys potentially, or one of you potentially needs long-term care, is it going to be accessible to you? I don't know. Maybe you can have a home health aide come out to the uh, KOA. Or you can go to them. True. Well, you also have to think about your Medicare insurance plans as well. Something yeah. you may not realize, hey, okay, you have this. You have to have a permanent address. Yeah. Well, you have a, or even if you have an HMO Medicare plan, okay, it only handles emergencies out of state. So you need to be able to find doctors and 
people in your network. Yeah, there's a lot of things to consider there, especially on the health insurance side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm starting to come to a little bit of a compromise here. Like, I think I could do it temporarily, but I don't think I could get rid of my house. And for one thing, I just have too much stuff, you know, like I have a few guitars and musical instruments and I like having a big TV and all my toys. They're not going to fit in the RV. So if I do that, I think I would have to be temporary and or I would at least have to get a storage space because I don't want to give up all my stuff. But that's another cost you're incurring as a yeah. storage unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, the great thing about this is you don't have to listen to me. If you're really dedicated to the traveling lifestyle and you don't mind downsizing, maybe you will like an RV either way. But, uh, you know, it's, it's subjective. So there's not really a wrong choice. So the only wrong answer, I would say, is uh, failing to put a whole lot of thought into it and doing your proper research. Because, like, like, I still don't know what the insurance would be on one of these things. So. Uh, you, you need to go through all of the, the checklist and figure it out before you make that jump because it sounds like it could be really expensive if you get it wrong. Yeah, especially if you go sink. Let's say you have, maybe you've accumulated, let's say $300,000, $350,000 for retirement. You have some income and that sort of thing. And you take a couple hundred grand of that and sink it into an RV thinking, hey, I'm going to go ahead and purchase this RV. We're going to go ahead and make this decision. We're going to drive it around for a year or two, and then we'll sell it for $180,000. And we drove it for twenty grand a year. Well, who knows what the resale value is going to be at that time mm -hmm. and how much maintenance you had to put into it. Or even on newer RVs, I know that people are putting, I talked to somebody this week, they put $2,500 in their RV and they just put $1,500 in it like two weeks ago. So there's a lot of maintenance and costs associated with it. So definitely think that through. All right, that's Gary and Don Crawford from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. If you got a question for them, it doesn't have to be RV related, anything financial. This is what they do all day, every day. 352-320-2060, the website, retirementwithpinnacle.com. Right, thank you, Gary and Don Crawford, for hanging out with us today. Let's do this again next weekend. All right, Sounds thanks good. for listening. All right, this has been Retirement with Pinnacle. Do you need a second opinion on your retirement plan? You can't get a second opinion from the one who gave you the first. So call Gary and Don Crawford at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management LLC. AE Wealth Management and Pinnacle Retirement Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors LLC is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Pinnacle Retirement Advisors LLC. This radio show is a paid placement. For more info, visit retirewithpinnacle.com. When you have errands to run, do you like to run all over town or do you try and make as few stops as possible? It's nice when you can get everything in one place, isn't it? The same is true for retirement planning. You shouldn't have to go one place for tax planning, another for estate planning, and another for retirement income planning. That's why Pinnacle Retirement Advisors was started. Gary and Don Crawford wanted to build a company that could help families with all aspects of their retirement planning. 
Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. They're more than just convenient, they're knowledgeable and experienced. To set up a meeting with Gary and Don Crawford and the Pinnacle Retirement Advisors team to talk about your retirement, call 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. One stop for a wealth of retirement solutions. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services, but does not provide tax or legal advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC.